Hello there, world changers, change makers, impact designers, climate activists, environmentalists, sustainability folk, social entrepreneurs, all of you. Thanks so much for being here and taking the time to tune in to me talking straight from the heart about what's been on my mind this week about living a life of purpose and impact. I wanted to dive into the topic today of the struggle being the gift. When hard things come up in life and something is really shit and it's just not coming together and it's really frustrating or deeply painful, I mean, the last thing you want to think at that moment is, ooh, this is actually a gift. This is the universe trying to tell me something. Like, it's really, really hard to consider something really bad and in the moment is actually something wonderful that is happening to you. So this podcast today is absolutely not about sugarcoating shitty experiences and trying to turn them into these like happy, delightful things that they aren't. The best way to tell this is to line up a few different concepts together. And I'll start with this one way that Eckhart Tolle explained it. And he said it like this. He said, in which scenario do you think you would experience the most growth? Scenario one. You're in a beautiful resort, getting a massage, drinking coconut water, having some nice friends to talk to, weather's good, and you spend a week doing that. Or in a scenario where something goes really wrong, something happens that's quite bad, and you need to deal with that. And the way he explains it, I can't remember the two different scenarios that he juxtaposed, but it's quite obvious When he asks the question, you're like, oh, obviously scenario two. I mean, would I really get that much out of just having a nice time in a resort or just kind of a relaxing experience? But the second one where there are challenges, you think, wow, I would really come out as a much more grown person through that experience. And the thought experiment shows us that we are far more driven to experience growth and change then we are to be driven to just have nice experiences, just pleasant experiences. And this opens up to the next concept, which is that, I mean, I really don't believe that the meaning of life or it's even a good idea to pursue happiness or niceness. I don't think it's the meaning of life. I don't think it's our purpose. And I think it's quite an unhealthy thing to pursue happiness as an overall life mission. It's even been proven in academic literature that the more you pursue happiness, the less happy you are. And there's so much marketing around happiness, happy, happy this, happy that. I'm starting to kind of despise happiness as a whole concept now because I just don't want corporate happiness marketed at me. But on a deeper level, I don't think that's what the human journey, the human quest is about at all. I think our purpose is growth and evolution and creativity and growth and evolution, or you might want to call it mastery. Problem solving, figuring things out, making things, exploring, doing things that haven't been done before, figuring things out. That is the quest of the human animal, the human species. We're not here to be happy. We're here to tinker and problem solve and make and overcome. Our entire dopamine reward mechanism in our brain is based on having quests and goals and achieving those goals and having rewards and experiencing some sort of suffering during the quest towards that goal. And then once you overcome it, then you get a dopamine boost and you feel good because you accomplished something difficult. Taking on difficult, challenging things and accomplishing them is the human journey. 
That is what the 12 steps of the hero's journey storytelling template talks about. It is our purpose to dive into challenge after challenge after challenge, either spiritual challenges, emotional challenges in yourself, or big technical challenges or out in the world challenges and overcome them. This is how we bond together with groups. It's how we build movements. It's how we befriend each other. All of my friends out there in environmental technology, we're all bonded by the quest of trying to figure out how to create an environmentally sustainable civilization. We're not bonded because we just want to sit on a beach and eat vegan ice cream. I mean, there's a lot of people on Instagram who do have <laughs> have Instagrams about girls in bikinis on beaches eating vegan ice cream. It's like a thing out there, right? They're probably very happy. They seem happy on Instagram, but they're probably selling happiness. For two and a half thousand dollars, you can be happy in a bikini, really skinny on a beach eating vegan ice cream. Sign up to my program. You know what I mean, right? But I think when you reframe your whole perspective of life to not pursue or expect happiness, it's a red herring. What you pursue is evolution, mastery, creativity, taking on challenges, overcoming them. And that's what life is. And when the challenges and the struggles and the things going wrong come up, moving into the third concept of the jigsaw, which is this Zen concept of not judging anything as good or bad. There's a story and people tell it all different sorts of ways that there's a a man and then he gets a, a car, like he wins a car, a fancy car, but then he crashes the car and then he goes into hospital. And then he's in hospital and everyone thinks, oh, that's so terrible. But then when he's in hospital, a landslide comes and gobbles his house and puts it into the sea, which he would have died if he was in his house, not in the hospital. And people think, oh, you're so lucky you're in the hospital. And it just goes on and on like that. Like you have a good experience and then everyone thinks it's so great. The good experience actually leads to a bad experience. And then the bad experience leads to a good experience. And all it's saying is you have no idea whether one experience is leading to a good thing or a bad thing. So you can't judge your experiences. You can't judge any experience in life as either being good or bad. It just is. And every bad experience can be reformed into a new experience of growth if you approach it that way. And all good experiences, they usually fade away. You have a beautiful picnic with friends. You have an amazing romance. Even children, you've got these beautiful children. They'll grow up and leave. You have an amazing meal. You build a wonderful startup. It eventually dies or you sell it. All the bad experiences are these opportunities for growth. And all the good experiences are just nice little moments that fade. So don't judge them too much. Like don't apply this sense of that's a good experience or that's a bad experience. It's just an experience that is. And when these challenges or these negative experiences come up, it's a totally different headspace to approach them through that this is a lesson of growth that I need to take on and ask, what is the lesson for me here? What is my opportunity to grow? Because my life's purpose is to grow. My life's purpose is not to be happy, not to have everything perfect, not to live in a bubble on an island, drinking coconut water, <laughs> being happy on Instagram and selling it for $2,000. Our purpose is to overcome struggle and to evolve and to problem solve and to continue the whole evolution of the universe. The universe has been evolving for Is it 13 billion years? Something like that. Some really big number. All the atoms are evolving. The molecules are evolving. Even the the forces of gravity and, and light are evolving. It's deep in the physics of the universe. Our purpose is to evolve. It's a struggle. Always will be. 
And it's so easy to see things as going wrong all the time. When you see things as going wrong, it's just a lens. It's just a perspective. It's kind of in your own head. Now, I get that there are some scenarios where things really are wrong. Like say there's a, like a death you didn't expect or a really severe injury. There's definitely a, a category of very, very wrong things. But they're more in the minority of how we perceive wrong things. Most of the time, these bad things are kind of small and they're overcomable. And even if they're not really small, they're kind of big, like big emotional challenges. I mean, big emotional challenges lead to really, really big breakthroughs when you overcome them. And when you overcome an enormous emotional challenge, a lot of trauma, a lot of suffering, a really big spell of depression, the amount of wisdom and insight that comes with that overcoming I mean, that transforms you into a completely different person and it enables you to be so much more powerful in the world to share your insights with others. I mean, every, almost everybody who goes through something really big or really hard that really pushed them to the ground and they had to overcome it and they have to get up, they use that to help everybody around them. People that were once alcoholics, they start a podcast, they start a group and they mentor other people just to get off alcohol. People that have learned how to get out of abusive relationships then have all this wisdom and they help everybody around them. They share that, how to get out of abusive relationships. Look at all the YouTube channels, people sharing all of their emotional wisdom. I have gotten so much out of listening to people's stories about how to recover from abusive families and abusive relationships from people on YouTube who figured it out themselves and then they built businesses and started sharing their content. And they helped me and thousands of other people. We can't go through life seeing struggles and challenges as negative entities that shouldn't have happened and then judging them and feeling like something is wrong and is broken in us and in the universe. It is normal, it is part of life. This is this big lesson I've got from Eckhart Tolle. I'm such an Eckhart Tolle fan. I just, I think he's just so on the money and maybe on the money isn't, isn't the best way to describe it, but I feel like there's some real, some real truth there. And maybe it comes at a certain age when you are ready to absorb concepts. Maybe I'm just really ready for these lessons right now. If you can find the psychological power in yourself to reframe challenges as opportunities for growth and lessons that you can add to your tool belt of life wisdom and understanding that will enable you to be a more powerful and insightful person that will potentially leap you like a trampoline into a new state of consciousness who knows what they'll lead to new friendships new ideas helping other people building the fabric of your social network of being able to mentor grandmother grandfather others in your community very hard to do in the time very hard always very hard to do at the time when something is going wrong it's an entirely different way to live. Whenever shit goes bad, you just kind of chill out and just calm down, don't judge it. What's the lesson? What's the gift? And doing this over a lifetime, I mean, you could accrue just so many lessons. I mean, what if your soul and your psyche and your whole mind is basically like a library, like a big library of lessons and insights? If every time something goes wrong and you're like, that's shit, I'm angry, and you're blocking the lesson, your library, your bookshelf is going to be sparse. You're not going to have much insight. If you sit down and meditate on what it's trying to teach you and how you need to grow as a person to cope with that, I mean, you're just going to be filling up your own library with these lessons and these insights. And then, you know, you become like a library and you lend your books out to people. People need help and you're like, oh yeah, this one. That's what that means. That's what that means. 
That's the sort of people that we want to become. This is why life is about challenge. It is about struggle and growth. And it's not about just having things being peaceful and easy and nice all the time. And number four jigsaw in this story I'm trying to tell is that emotional pain isn't that bad. I've been through a lot of emotional pain in my life. I had a really difficult family. I had a total nervous breakdown when I was 16. A very psychologically abusive mother during my teen years. Terrible problems with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, nightmare disorder. What I understand now is uh, PTSD and ADD. I mean, a lot of my life has been just psychologically really, really difficult. And in a way that nobody could see. I I didn't show it on the surface. And the way to heal from psychological pain is to truly immerse yourself in the emotion. Some people think that truly immersing yourself in the painful emotion will just mean that it will devour you. Like it will just like take you over and destroy you and it will reinforce it. And you know what, wires together, fires together or whatever. And you'll just be in this like soup of misery forever. But that is not what happens. The people that are professionals in this space, they say that is not what happens. In my experience, that has never happened to me. What does happen is that emotions are these messages that your brain and body gives you. Some people describe this like a tunnel, like the emotion comes. An emotion should not last for more than 30 minutes. Its job is to tell you to do something. It's like a messenger. In emotion, fear, get out. This is a bad situation for you. Or emotion, happiness, love. This is a good situation. Spend some more time here. So when the negative emotions come up, their only purpose is to signal for you to take action. So if you've had a lot of emotions coming through the tunnel and you have not let them go through, you've had to block them or bottle them up or shut them down, which we often have to do in life, they don't get a chance, like a car going through a tunnel, to come out the other side, let you take the appropriate action, and then they disappear. So for many people, they're either actively um, stopping the cars moving through the tunnel, they're blocking them off, Or they've got like really big backed up traffic. (laughs) They've got millions and millions of a lifetime of cars, this crazy traffic jam with this big avalanche of rocks in the way and this huge backlog. That's people that have lived in a constant state of denial and repression. That's the kind of stuff that causes personality disorders because they're not letting that traffic through. They're not feeling those emotions. And the way to deal with this is to... When you have struggles, when you have negative emotions, you sit there and you meditate on the emotion. You feel it. If you feel like you're going to cry, you sit there and you cry and you cry till you can't cry anymore. If you're angry about something your father did to you when you were a child, you sit there, you meditate on it, you meditate on the sensation in your body, you meditate on the emotion, and you do not get up until you have fully felt that feeling. This is how people treat trauma and depression, and all sorts of life problems. It can be seen through the lens of exposure therapy. Like if you've got a really haunting sensation or a really haunting emotion, something's really bothering you, you're always trying to avoid feeling it. So by immersing yourself into it, you can think of it like exposure therapy. You're exposing yourself to the emotion. I did this a lot with feeling like I would be rejected in dating. The idea of falling in love with a man and having him reject me was so painful. I almost couldn't, I couldn't go on dates. I literally could not get into romantic relationships because I would be so overwhelmed in this fight or flight response, this anxiety that I was going to fall in love with him and he was going to leave me. I, I just couldn't even get into relationships. So I had to sit there on that feeling of 
I'm going to fall in love with him. He's going to abandon me as exposure therapy so I could live it in my head over and over again, live that sensation, that trauma, that fear, experience the pain. And it took a long time. It took a lot of sessions of feeling this intensely acute, most painful emotion in the world you could ever feel, sort of pain, until it just sort of went away, went away. I finally got to a stage. I was like, and these are not even real men. These are just imaginary future men I've never met. I was like, it's, it's cool, dude. You know, I'm cool. You're cool. If you don't want me, it's fine. You have permission to leave for me to finally get to that state of peace. But the point I'm trying to make is the painful emotion is not that bad. Feeling pain is not, no matter how bad the pain is, the emotional pain, it's not that bad. It won't kill you. It won't destroy you. And it won't last forever. So when difficult things come up, you feel pain, we can improve our pain tolerance. And this is the one thing I've learned from experiencing a lot of emotional pain is that you can experience, is that we can tolerate pain. And I don't mean the avoiding pain type of tolerance. Like, I mean, so much pain, so I just need to like block it out and be strong. I mean, the total opposite of that. I'm in so much pain. I'm going to sit here for three hours and I'm going to fully sense all this pain in the deepest possible way in a state of meditation until the pain eventually goes away and it does it goes away every time and no matter how painful that pain is pain of having to confront the most difficult parts of your relationships with your parents the pain of grief of loss really really like knives are going through every part of your body pain it's not that bad like it hurts but it you get to the other side and We do so much to avoid feeling pain. I mean, fuck. Like sometimes I think the whole world is crumbling just because people are trying to avoid emotional pain. And I've had to train myself out of being in a lot of emotional pain. And the only way I did it was by sitting in the pain until it passed over and over again. I just think it's just such a different way of seeing the world, such a different way of such a different way of reacting to everything. And I thought of recording this podcast today for just like a a really simple reason. I'm currently packing up my room. I've been subleasing this one room from another woman in in a little apartment in Mountain View. And we had a bit of a miscommunication about the date we were, I was gonna leave. It was meant to be the 30th of November. Then I said I was going to go earlier, but then I didn't really cl- wasn't really clear about it. It was my fault. But I kind of thought I'd still have until the end of the month. And then she's like, no, you have to go this weekend because I got someone else in. And then I was just like, fuck, I really, really wish I was not packing up my room this weekend. I really wish I had another month. This is going to ruin my life. What's wrong with me? Like, I've only got two days to do it. I haven't found somewhere new to live. I was like, this is so shit. This is such a shit situation. Why am I in this shit situation? Obviously, I did it to myself, but I'm just like oh this is such a bad situation and then I was like hey 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 hold back a bit situations are not good or bad it just is all you have to do is pack up your room find an airbnb go on a trip there's a lesson in this step one don't judge it as good or bad step two what is the lesson what is here to be learned what is the window of opportunity in this lesson and step three if there is some serious emotional suffering Just sit in it. Let the emotion have its course. Let the emotion go through the car, through the tunnel, out the other side until it dissolves. And whatever the pain is, pain is not that bad. And maybe the purpose of me screwing up my moving out calendar is to record this podcast now and for you to listen to it. And maybe it will help you and some other people through your day.
that's the end. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week for another episode of Whatever Comes Up For Me, Talking Straight From The Heart.